0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Double Coverage. We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Dom with the Great Man Sauce, and let's do this, saucy. How you going?
1: Good, mate. I'm well. Uh, back for another episode, uh, show number 49. We're nearly up to the big 5-0, Dommer. Nearly up to the big five zero, which is unbelievable. Um, but well. Uh, we've got a lot to get through in terms of uh, the the sports wrap up. There will be a little bit of a short shorter format and uh, less in depth analysis on the uh, NBA as we've been covering a lot of that in our lockdown lounges. So uh, if we don't touch on uh, something as much as you may have thought, we we may have, we have or yeah. previously have. Yeah. Um, go back and uh, check out our lockdown lounges because we, we spoke about uh, previous series and matchups um and games that, are, that have happened before today um, in those episodes. Um, but, Doma, yourself, you've been well, brother?
0: Always, mate. You know, lockdown's going to end for us on Friday. So, I don't know, lockdown lounge, people have said, is it going to go, is it not going to go? And there's a few su- suggestions that it's going to be We've got one ripper suggestion. We might have to change up the name. Could be just Unlock Lounge potentially or uh, Lockdown Lounge Reloaded. Who, who bloody knows? We, we'd probably be in lockdown in a month's time again anyway. So, we, But we'll probably <laughs> – Source and I have decided we will bring it and make it uh, a more consistent thing as well because uh, just for the pod listening to it, uh, you will still get your sport fix, but also we can um, get through it quicker uh in depth but get through a quicker easier to listen and also produce more content for your weekly uh some people have said to us we want to hear hear you a bit more and why not do some lockdown lou- lounges some 20 30 minutes something. one was like 18 minutes we can even get on to a 10 minute one just to give updates and hey it's more content for you and we enjoyed doing it as well and the support's been amazing as uh we've said in previous podcasts but without further ado, Sauce, let's jump straight into it because there's been a big week in sport. Um, a lot of stuff will be covered on here. It'll cross over. There's a few segments tonight that will cross over onto Crunch Time. Crunch time. And on Crunch Time, which will drop on Saturday, there'll be full in-depth analysis when it comes to Euros and uh, the Grand Prix from this week. I think there's a bit to discuss. Uh, but we'll start with AFL. We'll go through round 12, Source. It, it, these are the buy rounds. Uh, so Melbourne versus Brisbane, 22-point win for Melbourne. They're just looking really, really good. Brisbane had them at this, in the first half of this game. They were all over them. And true true to true great teams at the moment. Melbourne clawed their way back into the game and then ran away with it in the end. And Source, they got to 11 wins. It's all over the 10 and a half. It's it's, it's done.
1: It was done (laughs) after they they won seven in a row, Dommer.
0: It only took 12 rounds to do (laughs) it, which I'm so surprised. But anyway, so good win for them. Uh, The Swans beat the Saints. No surprise. Saints did put up a fight. We said last week, like we said, uh, it wouldn't surprise us if they did come out and put up a bit of a fight in this one, face of uh, what happened the week before. And they did. uh, But... Couldn't get the chocolates done in that game by eight points. Then Collingwood upset the Crows in Adelaide by five points. Good win for the Pies. Yeah, you'd be... Didn't save Buckley, though. Yeah, we'll get to that. Don't worry. We're going to get to that. Um, disappointing if you're an Adelaide fan and disappointing if you're a footballer or any personnel a part of that football club. Uh, you would have thought they'd get the win in that, and clearly they didn't. Uh, then we had Carlton West Coast. I'm not going to say it. We gave our spiel on Carlton last week, and to be honest, West Coast took out half their bloody team due to injury, and they put in a few debutants, and they still uh, won this by uh, 22 points. So Carlton fans, as we keep saying, go watch Blue Abroad. If you want to know how we feel, just imagine how a supporter feels, someone that actually goes to that football club. So if you want a good indication of where Carlton's sitting, go watch uh, that channel and the content on there because uh, there's it's a good laugh. I can tell you with a few of them, as Saucy uh, has told us. Then we had Freya versus the Dogs. No-brainer. Dogs got that done, 93 to 65. And then the last game of the round, your mob, I, I did tip you. You tipped yourselves. Uh, but Richmond got this done uh, by 39 points.
1: Yep. It's shut firmly. I have put the super glue on it and... Um Look, we, we put up a good fight in the end, and we got bounced uh, in late in in the last quarter where they they piled on a bunch of goals and ran away with it. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, um, valiant effort. But Richmond's just too good. And look, what they've won two in a row now. They're going to start uh, ticking over. Uh, hopefully, you know, get that form uh, going, leading into the second half of the season, and and get right and cherry ripe for. Um, the, uh, you know, finals run, which is uh, what they seem to do every season. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go in the next few weeks. Uh, And they've got some players set to come back as well. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, interesting. They're
0: just just finding form, you know, with that win and due to the results of last week, uh, they do play this week, but they put a nice two-game buffer on ninth spot. So, Richmond, if they can win it this week, potentially have a three-game buffer. And you know, Source, at this point in the season, you win your buy games, then you have your bye, you come back a bit fresher, you get your players back, and you're looking a bit different going into the second half of the year. As we said about Richmond, everyone's just having a laugh and, you know, they're going to be struggling and just, as we keep saying, they're the reigning champs, mate. Just... When they're down and out and kicked out of finals, that's when you can say they're finished. But until then, they can do anything, uh, as we, as we keep saying. Uh, round thirteen, source. We'll get into it quickly. Port versus Geelong
1: in Adelaide. Who have you got? Geelong versus Port Adelaide. Is that what you said? Yeah, Port versus Geelong. Sorry. uh oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough and very good game. So cracking game to start off the round tomorrow night. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna back. I'm going to back Geelong in to, to get the to get the upset they'll probably be favorites Port Adelaide but let's let's see uh this is this is a good indication you know if if Port Adelaide win that's this is probably one of the more notable wins uh of the season if they're able to to get the job done cats are uh, are sitting you know same record as them so uh this is a tight matchup but um if the if the cats want to show that they are a Premiership type side they need to win this game and, and so does Port Adelaide's but um they, they, Port Adelaide should win. It's in their home ground. They've got a stadium packed full of, uh, you know, uh, Adelaide, um, you know, Port Adelaide supporters, sorry, and a uh, big home grain advantage. But I'm backing Geelong.
0: I'm going Port because they are flat track bullies and they just win games at home and it's the only place they can win. Geelong coming off uh, off a bye. So I don't know how they'll respond to it, but I'm going with uh, Port. Uh, next up. Sydney versus Hawthorne in Sydney. Swans. Yeah, same here, Swans. Freo Gold Coast. Freo. In Perth.
1: Same with me, Freo, St Kilda, Adelaide. Uh I'm going to I'm going to Cazaly Stadium. Uh this is an interesting one. I think uh, Saints put up a bit of a fight, but this is a typical game, you know. Saints they they put up a fight last week away from home and that They'll typically come out here and, and be be flat. Um, does Adelaide have enough to beat them? Yeah, they do. Uh, I'm going to back uh, the Crows.
0: I'm also backing them. I reckon they'll bounce back after a poor performance last week. Uh, my mob are back this week, so also against GWS. Uh, GWS. Yeah, so am I, GWS. West Coast, Richmond in Perth.
1: This is a great going to be a great game, but I'm going to back the Tigers. in.
0: I am back in the Tigers as well. And last game on the Monday, the Queen's birthday, a long weekend, we have Melbourne versus Collingwood.
1: Well, we know who everyone should pick. Uh, this would be one of the times that the D's go into this game and should be feeling mightily confident. Mightily
0: confident. Source, so you do know what happens when there is changeovers in AFL with coaches. The team usually. I, I wins. believe
1: this coach is coaching this game. Pardon? I believe he's coaching this game. No? Or is he well, out? No. I oh, will a clue. I think he's got one more game to coach. I think, oh, I think okay. that's what I heard. anyway,
0: I'm tipping I'm tipping the D's. All right. And then the bye is uh Brisbane Carton, Essendon, and Western Bulldogs. So yeah. Two tops two top sides are on the bye, a fringe team on the bye in Essendon and the rabble, which Carlton probably will lose to the bye this week. It would not surprise me. All right, sauce. So <laughs> Buckley, yeah,
1: he's, he's he's he's, he's
0: done. You know what? We did say he's not going to last the year. We said he's going to be he's going to go. He'll walk or he either loses the, his job. He's not getting a contract extension. Everyone was jumping up, and he's going to get just stop. Like the the ship is sinking at Collingwood, and he's jumped jump ship, and not for anything. He's actually jumped ship at a point where they've won. Uh, a couple games now, I think it's like two out of the last four weeks, they've won games. And it just tests the football club in terms of like their coach is gone, are they going to be in disarray or was it Buckley? I don't know. He had to go. Uh, I, it's the same thing a bit like Scott, Brad Scott in North Melbourne when we had him. Good coach up until a certain point. Where When we were about to go through a rebuild, we're like, nah. We don't think Brad's the coach because of his game style. We had more veteran guys, like we we can't use him. So we moved on to a new coach. Bit of the same thing for Buckley. He's lost a few guys, a few key um, key players. You can say that he lost like Phillips and uh, who else has gone there? Uh, Phillips. There was uh, Stevenson. Like he lost a few key guys or role players. They draw as well, the So they're on, They're in a rebuild and you've got to think to yourself, do you go fresh start on a rebuild with a new coach or do you persist with the coach that everyone's pretty much getting tired of and it becomes a bit monotonous in a football club? So he's gone, he's done. Um, we wish him all the best. Uh, he did say I want to spend some more time with his family, with his boys and uh, forge a bit of a relationship with his family, I guess, because as you know, in all, uh, all sports sources, a head coach, whether it be basketball, NFL, AFL, you don't get much time to your family at all, even yeah. in the off-season. So it um, is a full-on job. So
1: Yeah, look, you know, good luck to Bucks and whatever he decides to do next, whether it be assistant coach or, or something like that. And I'm sure he will find another job at a, another football club down the line somewhere. Um, but, yeah, it was a matter of time. We called it. Um, I'm inclined to think, you know, it, the way that they've, portrayed this today uh is that he's decided to leave. He's decided it's time. I feel it was, you know, Bucks, you either leave on your own. Uh he got tapped on the shoulder and he said, you either leave on your own or we're getting rid of you because yeah. you are not the next coach to take us into the next stage of uh this football club, which is a rebuild and uh finding new young talent to contest for flags in three to four years from now, because um, let's be honest, you know, Collinwood's fallen off the wayside. Uh, that This was a team that was, you know, top four material. They played in um, prelim, they made a grand final, um, but now they've just, you know, gone completely the other way. And they've got guys there that are on the way out. Pendles doesn't have, you know, Side many bottom. seasons left. Side bottom, um, you know, some of their top talent. Uh, is on the back end of their career, uh, it is time to look ahead to uh, potentially, you know, building young talent and, and rebuilding that list. Um, but, yeah, look, good luck uh, to Bucks and whatever the future beholds.
0: Done, awesome. source, Very well said. A few people joining us. Adam, uh, imagine clashing the pod with State of Origin. Apologies. Uh, Joel, how are you going? Renee? hey gone
1: and and hey gone there's no um, there's no victorian team in there that's why sorry yeah. sorry adam it
0: should should it be should it be queensland versus new south wales or should it just be melbourne storm versus queensland and melbourne storm no that's <laughs> i've taken it too far i'm just <laughs> i'm just an idiot ignore me uh, all right let's move on source uh we, we do have some soccer and we'll cover soccer how we cover covered the epl uh we're going to go through the euros uh Apologies, we're going to cover the Euros, how we covered the EPL and Champions League. So uh, it is starting this week. Uh, We're looking forward to it. Uh, Obviously, we missed out on it last year, and it's always good to get international talent together to compete in a tournament outside of the World Cup. And uh, very exciting time, Source. Very exciting. So I'll run through the games, and then I'm going to ask you for your tournament winner. All right. So, Saturday, uh, opening. Opening up with uh, Wales, oh no, sorry, with Turkey versus Italy uh, at the Stadio Olimpico in Rome, Uh, Wales versus Switzerland. These are all the games that will be on before our next podcast. And Denmark, Finland, Belgium, Russia, England, Croatia, uh, Austria, Macedonia, Netherlands, Ukraine, Scotland, Czech Republic. Poland, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, Hungary, Portugal. And then in the morning, source of our pod, France versus Germany. That's Uh, a great matchup. That's the big game right there. So
1: that that, uh, group there, I believe, what is it? Group uh, F. Yeah. I think Group F with France, Uh, Germany, Hungary, and Portugal is an absolutely, uh, you know, feisty group. Uh, there's gonna to be a tough competition there. Call I, I, I don't really. I, it's tough to see who gets through there. I think out of there, I'm 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 gonna s- say France 100% gets through, and then obviously it's out of Germany and Portugal. Uh, whoever gets that second spot, so it will be interesting. Um, yeah. The third spot also has a chance to possibly qualify. I think that has to do with goal difference and potential points and things like that.
0: Nice. All right, Slaw. So. so- your prediction to take out the Euros twenty twenty one? Who've you got?
1: Um, yeah, it, look, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna say this. My my smoky prediction in terms of you know not not uh, to win the tournament uh, would be Italy. I feel like their team is coming together. They've had guys in there that have had really good seasons and have had played consistent football. Um, and they've got a couple of young up and coming. Uh, players like Barella and um Chiesa uh is in there so some some youth which is what you need. Um but I think I ge- I genuinely think that look I don't want to say but I I think France is gonna win the tournament. Uh they they won the World yeah. Cup it's a lot it's a lot to put on their shoulders but at one point, France wasn't even the favourites. They're firmed into favourites now at five fifty. Uh, they were, I think, six fifty, uh, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, um, and they weren't even the favourites. Uh, England was the favourites. I'll, I'll say this: England will not win the Euros. Uh, I can one hundred percent tell you confidently that they will not win. I, I don't see them. Uh, what makes getting you a say ton? that?
0: What makes you say that though?
1: Because they find a way to fail every time. Every major tournament doesn't matter what players they have. They've had great teams in the past and they've found a way to fail. So I'm not going to ride against history. Yeah, history is there to be made to be broken. That's fine. England, you know, shut me up and, and go out there and win the tournament. But I'm going to sit here on the other sure. side of the fence as a pundit and say you will not win the tournament. Um, now, I did make that prediction uh, uh, with the Nets and I've uh, reneged on that. But it's a bit of a different story because uh, uh, they don't have a uh, Kevin Durant on their, on their side. <laughs> but look, I think... I don't think they can. They can win. Everyone out there that's been saying that. I like Italy's chances, and they're my smoky pick. Um, but I think France has too much power, and they've just. You just look at that side from front to back. They've just got quality all over. Thank just you. got quality all over. Um, so and they've got guys that are in good form. You know, in good form uh, that, that were leading into this tournament. Obviously, Kante there. Um, yeah, and then you got Pogba, who who was who played well for for United the back half of the season. Um, and then Mbappe, uh, so he should be cherry ripe to go. Obviously, after his uh, injury issues uh, in the Champions League, so he should be ready to go. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say France, and, and that's not really going out on a limb. But I, I think that's you know definitely one. And then outside of those, um, I think I just. Don't know if, you know, Belgium's an interesting one because there's a few guys in that side that have had really good seasons. Um, Hazard, I don't know the situation there. I, I wouldn't expect him to play. He's been injured, you know, on and off for the last two years. Uh, there's a good chance that even if he does get up, he gets injured again during the tournament. Uh, so I, I wouldn't rely on, on him to, to be fit and, and sane, you know, because they've got Hazard and, and so on. I think it's more the players in that side is Lukaku, the Bruyne, De Bruyne. Um, You know, they've got a a few other guys in there too. Um, uh, Mertens uh, that plays, uh, I think he's Belgian as well. So uh, they've got uh, attacking threats uh, going forward. But, um, yeah, I I think that's an interesting one. And then don't rule out the the previous champions, Portugal. Uh, I think uh, Ronaldo's prime for a a big tournament. Uh, Bruno Fernandes has had a great season. They've got Yael Felix, who's on the way up. So, it's look, it's firming to be an absolute cracker but I'm going to say France is my out-and-out pick. Um, and Italy's my smoky pick. Um, the Euros is one interesting to watch. I think if you're looking towards the World Cup, um, the Euros, you'll find that teams who have done quite well in the Euros uh, this time round leading into the World Cup, they build chemistry and they do well in the World Cup. Uh, so, you know, previous World Cup winner, France, they did really well in the previous Euros. I think they made it to the semis and they lost. Uh, or made it to the final one of the two and they ended up going on to win the world cup so uh you know these are tournaments that you'd be looking towards for teams to, to to play well and then potentially lead that form on into world cups um as an international side but yourself doma who's your tip well to take you out know to you win? know
0: where i'm going now by the way joel uh italy does look good I'm with source they're gonna be my my smokey i reckon they've got some good young kids coming through with, mixed with some experience i reckon they'll show us something. Uh, us Italians here, obviously Australians, but Australian-Italians and, you know, that's our background, source and I, and even like Azudo cards as well. Uh, we'll be looking forward to it and we're hoping um, that we've uh, progressed from the, the point where Bolotelli was our main guy uh, in the Italian squad and we're relying on him. And uh, so ho- hopefully they do really well, but you know where I'm going, Sauce. So. So you said England haven't got a Kevin Durant and the team that I'm picking does have the kevin durant so i'm clearly going with portugal uh not for the fact that that'd be massive not just for the fact of ronaldo for the fact of how this team has completely changed since 2018 in the last world cup completely changed and how guys have come into form and there's some absolute guns in this team now obviously guys like andre silva is a is a gun now, Portuguese player. Jogo Jota, uh Yeah ja Felix, Ronaldo. Do I need to say more on him? You got uh Neves, uh Ronaldo Sanchez, uh Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, Yamartinho ja still going around and then good the
1: side. Back, That's what I'm saying. They, they, yeah. they got quality? Joe Cancelo,
0: Jose Fonte, Ruben Diaz. We saw what surely Pepe, Pepe still gets the call up. Mate, we saw what he did. We saw what he did, mate, as the centre-back, the bull, the brick wall. For Porto I, I, in the Champions
1: I, League, genu- surely he gets the call up.
0: He starts. And then they've got Roy Patricio uh, there as their keeper. So they've got a, a decent keeper as well. I'm telling you, so, I, I, I don't know. And you know what Ronaldo's like. Uh, obviously, they failed in the City A. And Ronaldo knows that he's running out of time. He knows. He's not stupid. He's one of the most self-aware guys when it comes to his legacy. He cares about his legacy so much. And he knows this time around that he's got a Euro. He got injured last time in that game and they found a way to win. But this time around, Sauce, I reckon he's just going to be, he's fit and firing. He's ready to go. And they got literally the pieces around him that can actually help him win win the title. Go back-to-back back in Euros. And not for anything, the form of the this team with the youngsters that they've had and how they're starting to come into some real real prime in their career and the, the football that they're playing, a lot of them are in that terms of that Mbappe-type prime and that Doncic-type prime, as we've discussed. It's like pre-prime dominance. They're killing it, and they haven't even hit that age yet. So they're only going to get better.
1: Nine fifty so, on sports bet to win the lot Portugal. How much? Nine fifty. Nine fifty. Uh, you know that's good odds? <laughs> Very good odds. You have got the gut Italy's, even, it, Italy's even. Italy was actually eleven dollars the other day, and they've come into eight fifty, and it's well, all got thing, to do. It's all got to do with yeah. their lead-up games where they've been smashing teams. So um, you know, people have, have dropped in on them, and okay. um, they've come in from eleven dollars, which I checked yesterday the other day. So
0: interesting the thing that hurts Portugal. And there's the risk that you run, obviously, with picking them to win the whole thing is that group that Source mentioned with Hungary, France, and Germany. That's the risk you run. Like, if Portugal loses that first game against Hungary, they're in a big trouble early. They need to win that game. Win their, that game, get some points on the board, and then try and beat the losing team out of that France and Germany game. Whoever loses that, they need a beat when they play them. So, or the team that loses at at like minor, minor draw to get a point to stay ahead there. Like that's what they need to hope for. But I'm looking forward to it, Source. It's going to be good. Uh, you've gone France. I've gone Portugal. You've got the f- future GOAT in Mbappe and the current GOAT. So, that's our kicks. So, I look forward to that starting... This weekend. All right, Sauce, so we'll move on. We'll, as we said, we'll cover this a lot more in depth when we get to uh, crunch time this week. Uh, Adam said, if France wins, am Mbappe cards out of reach for the average collector. They were already high. Uh pretty sure they dropped a little bit. A little bit, not much.
1: Yeah, they, they dropped, dropped a little slightly. bit. They dropped slightly. I mean, uh, in the, the last uh two weeks, he's uh, tops... Chrome, 2017 Tops Chrome Champions League. Um, the base card, PSA 10, dropped down from, um, you know, $1,600 down to 1300 Um And the last month, I think that's even dropped down a little bit more. It's down like 11%. So it, he dropped off a little bit after he's he's knocked, getting knocked out in the Champions League. That's just that card specifically, uh, the PSA 9 variant. Didn't really drop too much. A little bit, twelve percent, eleven percent again. So it seems as though people realise that Mbappe is the next generation of talent. That even the uh, the the getting kicked out of the Champions League didn't really affect his cards too much. Yeah, he dropped off, but he didn't you know sell off forty uh, percent or, or less, which is what we've seen in some of the you know, basketball cards. We've seen like LeBron cards down 40, 50% and KD cards down 40, 50%, which is just nuts. And he's still in the playoffs. So uh, it's interesting to find, see that there's strength in the Mbappe market and that his cards have not, uh, you know, fallen off a cliff or or, or taken a massive hit, which is, uh, you know, good for soccer collectors out there that, you know, the the market stabilized, especially on Mbappe uh, because he's got, you know, and a a next 10-year part of his career, that he could be anything, Doma. Anything.
0: Well, you got to look at it too in the sense of Ronaldo and Messi won't be there in the next 10 years. So two of the top dogs in two of the biggest teams uh, pretty much non-existent. I'm not saying Bass will be non like In terms of their presence in those teams will be non-existent because they'll retire within the next 10 years. The thing that Mbappe has to be banking on is – he's out and out the best player in the world and he's literally going to be looking a bit the same as what ronaldo's done to guys surrounding surrounding him in different leagues uh to the likes of well obviously Haaland, uh foden uh mason mount mason mount's never going to be w- the best player in the world but these young guys that everyone's got their eyes on really uh jude bellingham's uh, mukoko because these kids, they're good already. You don't know what their next step could be. The next step could be that Mbappe type level, and potentially even eclipsing him. You just don't know anymore. Like the talent is and athleticism of these guys is just ridiculous. So there's a lot of hidden gems out there, um, but I, I do think that a thirteen hundred dollar source. I I look at Ronaldo and Messi. And I will look at like their mega cracks cards and how expensive they are, and then I look at Mbappe, and then I still like it's not hobby buying advice. Take it as you will with a grain of salt or whatever you want. I just think he's that's cheap for Mbappe for a PSA ten. I just think that's cheap. This is a guy that's accomplished. More, he's accomplished more than Ronaldo and Messi has already on the on the like in, international stage already. He's already eclipsed them on that. So now all he has to do is just rack up literally three or four Ballon d'Ors and you can make the argument he's better than them. What's to say he doesn't win another World Cup or Euros? What's to say that doesn't happen for him? There's a lot of yeah, young guys right. in that France team that are only going to get better. And there's upcoming kids coming into like French players that are, that are good. So yeah. – like, the world is his oyster. It's just, it's just how it plays out for him, I guess. And not for anything, sport is luck sometimes. And you just got to get the ball. It could be to bounce the right way, curl the the other way. It doesn't, like, you never know in sport. You never, never know. Like, look at Greece. They won a Euro in 2004, for example. No one expected that to happen. They're still
1: partying off it.
0: No, yeah, but still, Sauce, like, that's a great achievement. No one expected that to happen.
1: Yeah, it was great. Like,
0: and you, In Champions League,s you don't expect Chelsea to win it this year. You thought, oh, yeah, they'll get knocked off. Didn't happen. They got the win. Man City were the favorite. Well, oh, they're a shoe.
1: Anything can happen, Domer. Anything that's can it, happen. That's it,
0: sport. Uh, it's where dreams are made. Last one, before we finish, Joel, I don't know if Renato will ever retire. He seems like the competitive guy that will never want to quit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, he's the GOAT. He'll win a Ballon d'Or at like 50. It'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be so good. All right, let's move on to F1, Source. Needless to say, it was off its head. Azerbaijan GP in Baku. This was crazy. Absolutely insane. The most exciting, controversial, uh, entertaining race we've had so far of the 2021 season by far. Hands down, uh, the best. Um, Leclerc started on pole. As you know, with Ferraris. They slow down after about 10 laps, mate. It doesn't take that long for him to decline in, in speed. And he, he dropped off at the beginning, uh, Leclerc. Uh, Verstappen got in front. Hamilton was there uh, in second. And they, they were fighting for it. And then Checo Perez worked his way up. And they all stopped to pit. And it was a bit of a blunder-type situation, again, you could say, for Mercedes in terms of their strategists and. Uh, Hamilton came out behind Perez and for how long do you reckon? So it was about 25 laps They were fighting, literally fighting for that second position. And it got close on the DRS on the straight to within uh, 200th of a second. Uh, it just got really, really, really close. Uh, but then on the, uh, there was a safety car on the 32nd, 30-second lap.
1: Uh, we had a, a rear-tire blowout. For
0: Lance Stroll and the Aston Martin. Uh, now, pay attention to that. There was a rear-tire blowout that Pirelli changed the uh, PSI on the tyres pre-race. It was a, a decision made by them, and that tyre blew uh, unexpectedly. Uh, the data didn't tell the team that, that it was going to happen, and it did. It was a pretty bad crash Uh that he walked away all right. But we resume. Verstappen, obviously, off the safety car, guns it. Then, source, we get to lap 49 of 51. And the same thing happens to Verstappen unexpectedly. Data didn't show anything on red at Red Bull. His uh, back rear blew out while it was in front by about eight seconds. He goes into the barrier on the straight debris, car, everywhere. Couldn't believe
1: it, Dommer. Couldn't believe but it.
0: We were just, uh, we, we got a group and we are chatting with some of the boys. Joel's in there. Adam's in there. Obviously, Azur, Splash, Amp, Mask, um, Shane. Everyone's in there. Us. And we were just like in disbelief. We are just like, well, what is happening? So they red flagged the session. Now, there's three ways it was going to go. There was going to be a rolling start. So at this point in time, Perez was second. So rolling start with Perez in first. Standing start in on uh, on the straight to start the race again off the lights, or they red flag the entire race completely and they end it there. And if they ended it there, even that you know, Verstappen crashed, he would have won the race and got the full points. But they decided we'll clear the debris, there was still enough time left, there was enough light, the sun was shining there at Baku. So they get up onto the, onto the uh, the pitch on on the straight source, ready to go. They're doing a standing start, not a rolling start. Checo Perez, and all of us in the group said to each other, "If it's a standing start, it's over." Hamilton gets him on the first corner and he wins the race, without a doubt. Uh, Hamilton just showed the pace there, uh, and honestly. Just he's technically gifted in that stuff. He's really good at overtaking and he's just a gun. He just knows what he's doing. Also, we thought source because they I'll rolled be-
1: up. Well, they rolled up to, they the, to, form, to
0: they, the. They do a formation lap before they roll right.
1: up. Then they rolled up and they started and they showed a front on spot. And you had a Hamilton who was in second spot, second position behind Perez. And you could see his car was smoking like visibly smoking a lot. Right? He was, it looked like he was uh, heating up. Take it away, Domer. What happened so next? He was
0: smoking everywhere. The brakes obviously were super duper hot, like crazy hot. Lights go out. We're all on the edge of our seat. Hamilton edges out Perez and we've gone, oh my God, he's going to win it. He's gone to break into the first corner, source. And ladies and gents, and his front two tyres locked up. And he's literally just gone straight through into the emergency lane off the track into last position. <laughs> it was unbelievable, Sauce.
1: He's team. gone from he's gone from securing. How many points do you get for a second position, Domer? 18. 18 points. So he's gone from front, and back in front on the world championship
0: uh, standings because Verstappen's getting zero, a big fat donut. It was a. Is this it. was
1: a big mistake, Domer, because you could have taken him in front. You know, d- don't worry, just get the points because Verstappen was getting zero. This could be the difference come the end of the championship. This they we might look back on this Azerbaijan uh, Grand Prix and go, this is where Hamilton lost it because he could have just, you know, doesn't matter. Oh, I understand you want to win the race, but hey. Perez is not your challenger in terms of uh, World Championship. It's 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 Verstappen. He's getting zero points today. Let's just secure the points and um and he was saying that on the radio before, so that's why I was baffled why he went so hard, but why his brakes locked up like that? Who knows? They were overheating, you could see it from from the front on shot before they uh restarted the race. But it was just crazy stuff. We couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe well,
0: it. J- I was jumping up and down. Everyone was losing their absolute marbles. Uh <laughs> it would have been good to just be with each other, see like our reactions. We were just going crazy. Uh but that being but- said,
1: Domer, we had we had guys finishing up there on we on did. the podium who, you know, uh haven't been up there for a while as well. And then, you know, some guys who are familiar faces on the podium, but just uh you know, haven't had the the right car to to get the job done and, and be able to get up there, but um, it was good to see some f- fresh faces up there. Definitely. So we had
0: Perez winning it, Vettel in second, Gasly third, Leclerc fourth, Norris fifth, Alonso sixth, Sonoda seventh, Signs eighth, eighth Ricardo ninth, Kimi Räikkönen in tenth, which is awesome. The world championship is now Verstappen still on one hundred five, Hamilton still on one hundred and one, Perez moves to third. 69 points, Norris 66, Leclerc 52, Bottas 47, did not even finish in the top 10, uh, Sainz 42, Gasly 31, Vettel 28, and Ricardo 26, and the Constructors, Red Bull on top, 174, Mercedes 148, Ferrari 94, McLaren 92, Alfa 39, Aston Martin 37, Alpine 27, Alfa Romeo 2. Pass and Williams still donut kings on zero. Anyway, Sauce, so we'll move on because uh, the time's actually getting the head, uh, away from us. We will be covering that, this a bit more on Crunch Time. Anyway, we'll be covering it. Uh, the boys there into the F1, I think they've got a bit to say on that. And we'll be talking about cards, the F1 cards in relation to that uh, in the hobby and how it may impact it. All right, source NBA today. Game two. Philly versus Atlanta, and we had game one of the Clips versus Utah. Now we'll start with Philly and Atlanta, game two. It's 1-1, uh, Philly came out of the gates roaring, mate. They just were, like, literally bounced them in the first quarter. And in typical uh, Hawks fashion, as we've got to know them during these playoffs, they they grind. And they grind and they grind and they grind and they can shoot the bloody ball. So they got themselves back into it, but obviously in the end fell short. Uh, your thought source, the defense and their rotation and rotational switches on Trey Young were unbelievable today. Whether it was Matisse Bible or Ben Simmons, uh, they, they made flying. it much more yeah. difficult
1: for him today. Doma, they they didn't allow him to get that penetration as easy into the paint. Um, they made it more difficult for him. And um, it's what they need to do. They, they can't make it it's so easy for the bloke to get to the free throw line. Uh, they, they fouled him easily in the, in the last game and it allows him to get his rhythm. So um, played a lot better today. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting series because, albeit Sixers got out to a fast start, Atlanta bought it back. Um, and it wasn't until one man, Mr. Shake and Bake Milton, came on. <laughs> In the fourth quarter, uh stayed ready. This is what it's all about. And we talk about it, Dom. We talk about it. Role players, the other guys, right? The other guys stepping up when they're called upon, shake and bake Milton. Uh sat on the bench. I don't think he played in game one. Um and nope. came out here, stayed ready. And I think he gave him 14 or 16 points in, in the fourth quarter.
0: Four or five from three, eighty percent four or five from, from three. three.
1: There you go. And he, he gave him 40 points all in the fourth. He didn't play he the was, whole first half, Thomas
0: He was just dropping bombs. And mind you, Philly didn't score one bench point in the first half of basketball.
1: That's probably why Doc Rivers cracked his shit. He's like, well, I'm going to give the other guys on the bench a go because it doesn't seem like the bench guys who I've put in there want to actually you know put some points on the board and make an impact. is well, one, one more minute, source after that performance. For sure. For sure. Um, so, look, must it was a must win by sixes. Good to get the job done. They ended up winning convincingly. Let's see what they can do going uh, back to Atlanta. Joel Embiid, which we mentioned in a previous lockdown lounge, uh, we thought were a bit worried about his injury. He looked very good today. Recovering on defense, breaking up lobs, uh, blocking shots, rebounding hard, uh, you know, he doing it all, hitting threes, jumpers. It just looked like the, the JoJo that we know. And um, look, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be a great series. And I just, I'm excited for Trey Young, too, because it seems it's to so be hard, that this guy, he, this is the moments he lives for. So let's see how he turns it on back at home for the next two. Um, if I'm Trey Young and the Hawks, these are two must-win games. Um, I think you don't want this going to a game seven. Uh, they want to try to round this out in six games. If it goes to a game seven, I'm calling uh, the Sixers, obviously, with their previous playoff experience um, in there. So I think they'll have enough there. But I'm still back in the Sixers to take out this series. Uh, after what I've seen today, were they, were they able to uh, – they scored inside at will. And then they were able to hit threes, uh, getting Seth Curry involved. He was good. So it was all-round good uh, game for the Sixers. 100%. Completely agree. And
0: needless to say, you know how Sauce and I do feel about Joel Embiid on this show. And we've said it countless times. So we're going to make an effort not to say it again this week. So you know how we feel about him. Just turn the television on, get your popcorn, sit back, and just enjoy how good of a basketball player this guy actually is. He's a he's a monster. He's entertaining source. Needless yeah. to say, he had a bit of a brain fight at one stage in this game. We thought he was going to be kicked. Out I, I of thought body. he was going
1: to get ejected, and he, uh, that was going to be straight the lemon of the week right there. But he oh, saved himself the lemon of the week.
0: It did save itself. Next up we had clips versus Jazz in what looks like is gonna be a super competitive series. Super so let it off source. You got through all this. Uh I missed the pretty much the end of this game, unfortunately, which it looked like it came down to the wire and was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it came down to the wire. Um very interesting game. There's what look, well done to the Jazz. Uh Mike Conley uh didn't play hamstring injury. Is he back for the next game? They think he he may be back. It's not it's it, it's a possibility. Uh, they're not it's not a hundred percent. So we'll see there. I understand they're missing Conley, uh, but there's one thing notable here that that sticks out. Um, there's two things. Sorry, Kawhi Leonard five of, uh, nine of nineteen uh, from the field and only twenty three points. Um, and then on the flip side, you got Donovan Mitchell uh, sixteen of thirty from the field and forty five points, and the Jazz win by three. So uh, Donovan Mitchell has gone off for a forty-five point bomb, and they've only won by three. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has had an absolutely atrocious game; scored twenty-three points only, uh, shot nine of nineteen from the field. And uh, you know we we know what we we hold Kawhi to high standards because we've seen what he's done in the past. So this for Kawhi, albeit was an above-average game. It wasn't the elite standard of game that's going to get you the wins, especially on the road in Utah where it's a very, very, very tough place to win. Uh, one of the hardest buildings to walk into. Uh, we know all the stories. Uh, the fans there are just bananas. So it's And it was a packed stadium today. So it's worrying signs for the Jazz, I'm saying. Um, I'm the Clippers. I'm walking away from this game going, you know what? We didn't play our best. And we only lost by three. I mean, our best player had an off night. He, he didn't play elite. Um, so, I mean, Paul George, once again, uh, playoff potato, showing up big uh, when it counted, uh, 4 of 17 from the field. Say the again, 4 it's of good. 17 from the field. The only thing that saved him was getting to the free throw line 10 times, um, albeit he, he was better in, in the last series. He was very, very average today. Uh, jacking up threes and, and, and struggling to hit them. Um, and look, he did get one big, he got a big three down the stretch when it was six points and got it back to three points. They were able to get the stop on the other end. They went down and um, then they weren't able to put up the three or, or, or you know, try hit a game winning shot. Did baffle me why they didn't call a timeout. Cause they rebounded the ball with 15 or 15 or 12 seconds left on the clock. Why they didn't call a timeout, advance the ball, draw something up and try get a a wide-open shot, Uh, they just let it play out and it it didn't work out for them. So uh, I I sort of put that last 20 seconds or that last 10 seconds on Coach Lou. I think Coach Lou should have called a timeout there, drawn something up, and you live and die with the results, uh, with the set play, rather than just trying to dribble it out. And then uh, what ended up happening is uh, Marcus Morris ended up getting blocked by uh, uh, Rudy Kovid, and uh, that's it. Uh, It was game over. Done.
0: So it'll be an interesting series source, as we said. It potentially could go to six or seven uh, in the the long run. Next up, tomorrow, we do have Denver versus Phoenix in game two. So stay tuned for that. And big props up to uh, Nikola Jokic, who got awarded the uh, MVP uh, for the season. And if there was any games which we
1: didn't cover, go back and have a look through lockdown lounges, where we talked about a lot of these games in-depth Bucks net and also, you know, the previous series in Clippers and um, the Mavs, the roundup from game seven. So, um, if you feel want to hear me talk to, about
0: uh, Batman and Alfred, you can go listen to the Dell
1: Mavericks recaps.
0: And, to hear and, me, and, and, them and them in the last lockdown
1: lounge where I uh, go on record saying that the Nets are winning the championship. So, I'll just put on the record fair, officially yeah. on the double coverage uh, podcast that the Nets are taking it all, bar half. They're winning everything. I just can't see them getting beaten by anyone.
0: Done. All right, Sauce, let's move on. Uh, there is a massive, and I mean massive, card on the horizon for this week for the UFC. So I want you to run through it. Uh, was there a card this week, actually, first of all? Well,
1: yeah, so there was a card. So I'll, I'll just bring I'll just bring up the, uh, the card. And we got the big one. So we had I'll run through the main card, as I usually do. Uh, women flyweight division, had Monte Del Rosa uh, KO in the second round over Ariana Lipsic. And in the middleweight division, you had Gregory Rodriguez uh, defeating uh, Dusko Tordorvic, uh, third-round decision. Walter you had Santiago Poncebibio defeated Miguel Baeza in third-round decision. In the middleweight, you had Roman Dolidze defeating Loreno St- the third round decision and the heavyweight uh, co-main event, Marchand Taibura uh, knocked out Walt Harris in the first round. And in the heavyweight division, you had Jarinzo Rosinku, which I did say would get the win last week. And he KO'd Augusto Sakai in the first round. Uh, Rosinku is is a monster. He's an up and comer in that heavyweight division. Um, I will just have a quick look at the... The um fights, and you had Rozenku uh, is in sixth position, he's up and coming. Uh, I believe I uh, will check out his last results. I think he's won his last four fights now. I believe his last loss was to Nganu, right? He got knocked out in the first 20 seconds, probably you know, a bit embarrassed with that situation. But we've seen what Ngannou is, has been a beast. Uh, he's won his last three fights since then, so he's up and coming. He's sitting sixth on the rankings, um, so it will be interesting to to see the build up there. March and Tibura with that win over Walt Harris, sees him jump three spots and sees Walt Harris drop back down three spots, which is uh, you know unfortunate for Walt. But other than that. That was a good card, Domma because it's a two main event yeah. fights. There was two big KOs in the first round. Uh, we always say the heavyweights, they throw hammers, and we've seen it firsthand on the weekend. But this weekend, Doma, this is oh, where the money is made. This is where Dana White, the big dog, puts together the fights that the people want to see. It's UFC 263. I'll run through the main card. This is an absolutely jam-packed card. Light heavyweight division, you've got Paul Craig against Jamal Hill. In the welterweight division, you've got... Demian Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. Um, this is a good fight. I expect Bilal Muhammad to, to get the win. Uh, then we got Welterweight Leon Edwards against Nate Diaz. He's back in action. Nate motherfucking Diaz is back, right? That's what we want to see. The man. He's the, one of the most entertaining fighters there is out there. This is going to be a great fight. Leon Edwards, great record, eighteen and three. Uh, Nate Diaz, in terms of a, a professional MMA record, it's actually he's actually twenty one and twelve. He's had quite a lot of losses, but the thing is, his fights are always so entertaining. Very rarely the guy gets knocked out. He always finds ways to just keep going, keep pushing forward. Um, he fights scrappy and and stands on his feet. It just makes for entertaining viewing. So tune in for that one. And then you got the co-main event. You got uh, a a, um, flyweight uh, title bout at Devioson Figueroa, who we know Figueroa. Sorry, we know uh, finished his last fight super quick, so he's ready with the quick turnaround to defend his fight uh, belt again against Brandon Moreno. So that will be a great fight. And then the main event. You got the middleweight division. Israel, the last starbender. Adesanya against Marvin, the Italian stallion, Vittori. I don't really know if that's his uh, nickname, but I'll just coin that, the Italian stallion. And, uh, look, this is going to be a good fight. Uh, we've seen the back and forth. They had a, a, had a bit of a, a, a talk, uh, into a bit of a face-off, the virtual face-off. Um, it was pretty funny. There was uh, Vittori dropping the uh, uh, Vafan Kool's uh, left, right, <laughs> and center, uh, to uh, to Israel Adesanya, anyone out there who doesn't know what that means, that pretty much just means uh go f yourself. Um, so <laughs> it was very it's, funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, so this will be a great fight. Um, I expect Izzy to get the the, the job done as mu- as much as I want to see the Italian uh do well, Vittori. Um, Adesanya, we have seen in his last fight, he went up the weight division and it cost him. It cost him the win. It cost him his perfect record. Um, that going up that weight division where, albeit he was able to land punches, but because there was a, a guy on the other side who was a heavier, uh, fighter, um, his punches weren't knockout power. Uh, he landed punches, but he just didn't have the knockout power. And then when it went to the ground, we, which is what I've always said about Yada, where no one is able to get him to the ground and keep to the ground and, and do the ground and pound work while he in his last fight here uh that's exactly what happened uh when he uh he lost to Jan Bloswich uh for for the uh, light heavyweight uh title and uh, he just uh, grounded pounded him so i think Vittori, has got a bigger he's got a big frame so i think that's something that he should have been looking at in how Jan in the last fight uh, is his last fight was able to use that ground game and i think he should implement a bit of that and uh hopefully you know, maybe get the win. Um, but I still just think Adesanya back at his right weight level will be too strong. But My cracking sword. card, Dollar.
0: That's going card. to be good. It's going to be good. Now, following on from UFC, um, we're going to stick to the to the fighting. Now, we're going into Le Mans of the week. I think everyone knows where we're probably going to go with this, and rightfully so. Now, We're going to transition from UFC because we've said it before on this show and we've mentioned Dana White and I'm going to mention him again. Dana, please do something. Please, please do something. I'm going to set the scene source and then you can just go and run with it. All right, because I don't know what I watched. I watched watched cuddling. It was like cuddling a teddy bear out there. On Monday, uh, I literally, I don't know, I, I jumped onto social media and then every everything that was in my face was literally about this fight. It was all about Logan Paul. We'll talk about what he was wearing uh, in Hobby Talk. We'll get to that. But it was just all Logan Paul. And then the aftermath was just as bad as what what was witnessed in the ring. Uh, besides the point that he just pretty much hugged Floyd Mayweather for eight rounds and was an absolute indictment. I was just baffled at the aftermath where, not not for anything, Logan Paul, he he spoke really well at the end and so did Mayweather. No, I'm not going to be bagging Logan Paul and um, Money Mayweather because the guy's name is Money Mayweather for a reason. He doesn't care if it's a little geriatric show or a circus or he has to be a sideshow freak for eight rounds, mate. And he gets if you get getting paid $100 million and you're one of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters to ever walk this planet, as he said, he's the king of legalized robberies, mate. He's the king of them. Like, my my whole thing was the aftermath. Now, I'll tell you what, you're pushing me. You, honestly, you're pushing me. The herd, you are pushing me to the ends that I don't want to go to and I don't want to have to give you a Le Mans of the week, but you were part of the media cohort surrounding boxing and boxing itself that were making remarks as atlandish as... Like Logan Paul, yeah, he does have some boxing ability there, yeah? He's very, very raw, but the whole point of, oh, man, he, he kept toe-to-toe with Floyd, you know? He held his own against Floyd. Uh, this guy, you know, if he had more time, he'd probably have a chance against Floyd. In in what world, Sauce? Like, honestly, in what world? Like, what are you watching? At least when you praise Pulisic, at least Pulisic has ability in America to dominate, like... This guy is a YouTuber and no disregard and disrespect to Logan Paul because the empire he's built is like A1. He's out there creating content and trying to maximize his his revenue as much as possible. And not for anything, this is the king of content creation. This fight here is content creation at its pinnacle, mate. You fight eight rounds and get paid $20 million. Uh, yes, please. And not for anything, Floyd Mayweather did nothing for eight rounds. Pretty much just kept his hands up and walked around. Yeah, he threw a couple of punches. He let Logan hit him a couple of times. Yeah, whatever. They hugged each other for 95% of this fight, Sauce, which was nice. You know, nice and intimate, up and close, cuddling each other. They could have stayed home and did that, mate. You didn't have to televise and hugging each other for eight rounds. <laughs> so you know what I did last night, Sauce? You know what I did? To put into perspective the media and the... And just the outright stupidity of uh, pundits out there and even boxing, people in boxing. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Giving these just outlandish reviews of Logan Paul potentially could have beaten him, you know, and he won a few rounds. And I went back, Source, and I grabbed Floyd Mayweather, went back in the time machine, and I went to another fight that was set up in the same sort of promotion, not – in terms of uh, under the lights of what the, the previous production was in the McGregor versus Mayweather fight. They had a world tour of just uh, talking shit to each other, obviously, and then they had the big main event fight. Now, I'm going to bring you back to that because you know what I watched in that fight, source. I watched the, a fighter against a boxer. I didn't watch a YouTuber against a boxer. And you know what I noticed, source, immediately? And not for anything, going into that fight, I didn't think that McGregor had a chance. The only way I thought McGregor had a chance was Floyd gets a big cocky, throws something, and then he gets that big left hook, left uh, straight that uh, McGregor has, and he hits him on the chin with all his power on a one lucky shot, and he knocks him out. only way that McGregor was beating him. You know what I noticed, Sauce, when I watched McGregor and, and uh, Mayweather? Mayweather actually tried in a few rounds to at least 30% of his capability. He was throwing punches, throwing combos, ducking and weaving, doing all this stuff. Literally engaged McGregor. McGregor was throwing punches, doing this, all this stuff. Mayweather didn't try. He used like 5% of his boxing ability in this. He's just like, I'm here for eight rounds to get paid $100 million. It's an exhibition fight. As long as I don't lose it, who gives a crap? It's an indictment on boxing. The Lamont of the week is going to go to boxing in general, and everyone around boxing, they thought that Logan Paul had even the slightest chance of winning this fight. What is boxing becoming, Sauce? I I said to you, if we want to see this type of crap, go watch the WWE. That's at least entertaining. And the sad and harsh reality behind it, and it's fact, is these WWE superstars? I'm giving credit to them. They grind 365 days a year, and they ain't getting paid 20 million dollars, 100 million dollars the 24 minutes of fighting.
1: Never. To disgrace, Domer. To disgrace. To put that into perspective, Khabib Nurmagomedov, the UFC fighter, in his whole career, made 15 million dollars.
0: And people say, "Oh, but endorsements." I don't care about endorsements. We're talking about the pay packet they get off the fight. That's what we're talking about. Like, and it's become it's become a circus.
1: It has become about- a circus, Dom. And I'll tell you one thing, Dommer. Ladies and gents, the reason why he's been talking on the fight because he actually watched the fight. Me, when Dom asked me, "Are you going to watch the fight?" I said, "Dom." I've got better things to do than watch this rubbish. This is a waste of time to tune in and waste my time watching something that is completely fabricated for money. Completely fabricated for money. And anyone out there who went and bought that thriller pay-per-view, you should be ashamed as well because you are putting money in these guys' pockets. There are no offense to to, to Money Mayweather, no offense to to Logan Paul. You know, you're just there to make money and you've done it well. But you're putting more money in these guys' pockets that don't really need it. Let's be honest. Mayweather's got that much money, he wipes his ass with a $100 bill, right? Logan Paul the same. That is a disgrace to the sport of boxing. It is a disgrace to other professional fighters. I feel sorry for fighters who put in their hard... Uh, uh, years of work and, you know, actually go into serious fights where they could genuinely get hurt, because let's be honest, this fight was a joke, and get paid one, maybe one-tenth the amount that that, uh, Logan Paul got paid. And then Mayweather on the flip side, maybe one-one-hundredth.
0: And now, like, before you do give the shout-out to them and give it to them... I just want to compare this to something hobby-related, all right? So people that listen to this, I know people that listen to this know what I'm talking about. And I never spoke about it, and Source never spoke about it, all right? But you're going to know our true feelings. You'll get the hint when I say it. When Logan Paul came out and said, "I oh, we advocating for fighters to get more money, why are you the advocate? Why is the YouTuber the advocate? If I was watching Mayweather versus Canelo and saying, oh, you know what? We should be fighting for fighters to get more money in their pocket, you know, and we'll make a big thing out of it. We'll have a proper fight. You know, we'll have undercard where we have decent fighters, you know, up and comers, you know, actual professional amateur fighters. Yeah. And we want to showcase their talents. And then it's Canelo versus Mayweather, not Mayweather versus Logan Paul. How is Logan Paul, a content creator, advocating for fighters? He's advocating for other YouTubers to step up and fight professional fighters and get paid for to Fuck be a sideshow money. freak for eight rounds. So you know what I compare it to, honestly, Source? The egg card. The egg card was meant to be advocate for people in the hobby. It was a shamble and it was a disgrace to the hobby, in my opinion. I thought we'll Just give like him back people. to the kids with the egg card. When we give him back to the kids. Where's the egg car gone now? No one talks about it. everyone laughs about it now. So you had a general movement behind it. You wanted to help the kids and you wanted to donate it to charities and do all this stuff. What happened? Disappeared. You didn't ad- advocate for shit. You advocated for yourself. It's called pump and dump. That's what you did. And the same thing's happened here. He, Logan Paul hasn't advocated for um for other fighters. He's advocated for himself. And it's all a lead-up source. It's all a sequential timeline of events, and you look at it, KSI versus Logan Paul, at least it was YouTuber against YouTuber and cult followings, whatever. Then it went, Jake Paul, because he knocked out Nate Robinson, fought Ben Askren. Yeah, so Jake Paul, who actually can box, I'll give him credit, he can actually box. He's not like the greatest ever, but he can can actually box. It would have been much more interesting to see Jake Paul fight Mayweather than Logan Paul, but he fought Ben Askren, knocked him out. Then we've got this that just happened on Monday and then we've got Tyron Woodley fighting in Jake Paul next. That's already confirmed. And it wouldn't surprise Look, at, me. At least
1: at least Tyron Woodley's going to make a lot more money than he ever going to make in the UFC.
0: Yeah, I know, source, but this is what I'm saying, like is this what we're doing now? We're going to branch off and make a whole new type well, of Well, this is what I'm saying, Australia the whole sport American. is a shambles. I don't know what's going on. The whole Dana, sport listen, Dana, is a I know you
1: Dana, please. I'm not gonna say the whole sport, but a section of the sport is a shambles. Because there are some promotions out there that are running really good stuff.
0: But, so sauce, over to you. Just give it to them. Light am I? Uh
1: for that and for the whole shambles that you know we're allowing this rubbish to come into boxing, and people are eating it up to the point where they're getting paid a lot of money on these pay-per-views uh, to all the people out there that bought the pay-per-view. This is to you, to all the uh, people out there that are accepting this come, this rubbish coming into boxing and taking over this great sport. That's has seen uh, many champions come and go you for that this week. Uh, that is the lemon of the week.
0: Terrible source. I can't believe it. Oh, what has it come to? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, We might as well just get it done and dusted now and get it out of the way, all right? So so then we don't have to talk about this crap anymore for the rest of the show. But Logan Paul, uh, we're into hobby talk now, and this is hobby related. So Logan Paul walks out with a BGS 10 uh, first edition Charizard around his neck as he's... uh, bit of bling. Uh, Pop four, I believe, source of pop three on that card. Pop three. Pop three. Uh, Got asked about it post fight. Uh, All the memes, you'll see him out there. Everyone just doctoring that and doing their own little thing, which is very entertaining to be honest. Uh, But he said in a, post-fight interview. Now, you know, I'm going to be a bit excited about Logan Paul saying this because so I was, what did we say? It's going to be a million-dollar card. Now, the card's probably not worth a million dollars, but the fact that Logan Paul's saying that it's worth a million dollars, it's probably going to get to a million dollars now. So, <laughs> he came out and he said this, this Zard was um, worth a million bucks. Someone asked him, a report asked him, what's that worth? Uh, and it was funny. It got all eyes back onto cards. Logan Paul is a big advocator for trading cards and props to him. Like I got respect for the guy. I just wasn't happy about the fight in terms of what it was promoting really. But I respect him as a content creator and everything that he's worked hard to achieve. I really do. And, uh, he's been massive for Pokemon. He's gone quiet and everyone was like, where's Logan gone? Obviously we've seen a few things with him and golden auctions and, uh, he just went very quiet. And then all of a sudden, he's walked out with his Zard and he's back onto trading cards just like that, becoming a big advocate and promoting it as much as possible, whether it's for his financial gain or not. But would not surprise me um, with Pokemon getting a bit of a run-up and him putting out some more content behind it. would not surprise me.
1: It was pretty so funny thought- that it was a BGS 10, Doma, and uh, he uh, teamed up with, uh, obviously, PSA to get his uh, break cards quickly graded. Uh, And then he's rolled out with the BGS 10, which we know is far superior to a a PSA 10. BGS is back now. There's your marketing. It's all over. They're back. That's all they needed. Do do you know what was funny? I seen a comment that, uh, you know, there was a a post out there on Instagram and someone wrote a a comment, uh, something about, oh, BGS, maybe they've gotten on top of the marketing. I'm like, yeah, I highly doubt it. I think this is just by fluke that uh, um Logan has decided to pull out the BGS 10 into the PSA 10. <laughs> Legit. But, I don't know.
0: It was good. It was good to see. It was. It's a sick card. Uh, it really is in a nice slab, and it's low pop, and that's what everyone's talking about at the moment. So it's low pop cards, considering the market's gone down a fair bit. So everyone's like, oh, we'll go and try and collect low pop cards and uh, numbered low pop cards and try and slab them up, get them raw the way the market's going at the moment with the dip, um, and that's the trend. So it was just funny, he's come out with a low pop card that has seen struggling prices on it in, the, in recent months, obviously a decline in it. And then because of its pop report, he's come out and said it's worth a, a million, literally straight off the bat, it's worth a million dollars. And the funny thing is, we say it's a million dollars, but that's USD, so it's also probably if we convert it, 1.2 mil, but we're talking our dollars. So it'll far eclipse what we originally uh, predicted. We said it'd get to a million Australian, but there you go, potentially 1.2. So good stuff there by Logan to put that out. Source, Blockchain Boys. Let's get into it. Bit of a different flavor to it this week. Uh, It's an all-college affair. For blockchain boys on uh the panini blockchain store run through it because some of these the patches are sick
1: trevor lawrence immaculate Uh, as we know these are all one-on-one zach wilson collegiate patch um on card uh trey lance collegiate patch on card again um, these are all on cards, so which is good, which is what we want to see with the one of ones, Domma. Uh, Jameer Chase, collegiate patch, uh Travis Entine, uh, entire junior, uh, one-of-one collegiate patch, the Rashad, Rashad Bateman, one-of-one collegiate patch, and then the Terence Marshall one on one collegiate patch out of Immaculate. All of these cards will click in and have a closer look at the uh Trevor Lawrence, the number one bad boy here. That that is a sick patch. And I'll tell you what, his auto is uh better than Fair some much. of the ones we've seen. Better than some of the ones we've seen. So uh that is blockchain boys for this week.
0: I got a question about that source. I gotta I gotta ask it because it's like you know, it's the hobby and You got to ask these questions. Is it a one-on-one RPA of these guys as college players? Because as we know, uh, some Trevor Lawrence cards and stuff have come out. But is it an RPA or the RC logo? Sorry, I should rephrase that. Is the RC logo then not going to be on the NFL cards now? Because it's on their college cards?
1: No, most definitely is going to be on there.
0: No, I don't. I'm just being a smartass. But it's funny how they put an R- the RC logo on the card.
1: Yeah, it is funny. Probably to I'm bump saying. it up.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's an RC college card. That's the way you got to look at it. I'm not saying that. It's just, yeah. Because you know what it's like. Oh, that's the first R- rookie card. So technically.
1: Yeah, it's I understand RC. people's <laughs> perception, but it's well, just. Patrick Bamford got an RC
0: at 30 years old, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: we don't know. Panini has uh, got funny things. I mean, it's they, they've been doing this for for a while, putting RCS on on the collegiate stuff, which is, you know, I get it. Um, but yeah, he he no, did. I, d- I just
0: I just had to put it out there. Yeah, no, bit of a I gag, get and I was
1: just you know sometimes it does get
0: confusing because people will ask that question. Uh, we thought we may just answer that before people ask it. All right, sauce. Let's uh get over to cardboard connection. Uh, and as we said in previous weeks, we wanted to start deep diving a little bit more into checklists and more hobby-related stuff uh, around products that are being released. Now, it's been out for a few weeks now, uh, Core Kings. A few weeks or a week? Uh, a few weeks, I'm pretty sure. When they come out, it two weeks ago, Source? May 26th. Yeah, two weeks ago, week and a half. So... We want to go through the, the checklist. Uh, by this stage, everyone's had a bit of a preview of it, seen it getting uh, broken down in breaks. Uh, you have bought your own, potentially. Uh, you've ripped it, or you've just gone out and just looked at eBay sales for corkings. The cards look very nice source. Got that artist look to it as if they've been painted on, which, is fantastic in my my opinion. I like that type of stuff, those type of cards. And we'll we'll get it up on the screen as well when when Saucy can, and we'll discuss it. We'll go through it uh, from the get-go, from go to woe. There is a bit of stuff in terms of variations, but we'll talk about some of the, obviously, the key guys. Connection collection. article? Yeah, uh, checklist? Yeah, checklist. There it is.
1: All right, just let me bring it up.
0: We'll yeah, get your yeah, thoughts I've on it, it as well. Of the, We've big follow up the cards
1: is. there too, which is good.
0: So yeah, so yeah, you're happy with it so far? What you've seen of the product?
1: I mean, I, look, I'm not, I'm not like a super Court Kings fan. Um, I haven't, never been. Um, but it's yeah, look, it's an interesting one because uh, look, there's a few cards in there that I like it, that I like. Um. Like the blank slates, I think they, they look sick. Um, but it's, you know, it's personal preference. But uh, I think it would just be an interesting one to, to go in and, and have a look. All right, let's bring it up. Let's
0: bring it okay. up, Don. We've
1: got the Hawking's uh, right, so cards.
0: A, a bit of pre-info on this. Uh, sorry for people that are listening. We'll, we'll read it out to you clearly. But if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see some of the images of what the cards look like. But first of all, one pack. Per box, 10 cards per pack, 16 boxes per case. So keep that in mind. Two autos or relics per box, one rookie, two inserts, one parallel. So that's what you are to get. The rest will be base. So as you can see, the rookie variants, if you're watching at home, come in four tiers. Level one, two, three, and four. Level four looks pretty good, Sauce. Looks pretty cool. I don't mind the look of them. I don't I look.
1: I don't. I don't mind the look of the level two and uh, the level three. I think they've got a cool aspect to it. It's interesting because it seems like it's a bit of like a street artist look. The two yeah. and three and the one uh, behind it, and then it's got the the guys in the front. Um then there we've got the the inserts, the work in progress insert. We can see here the uh, Obi Top and work in progress, where it's uh, half of it is sort of sketched out, the bottom half of the card, the top half is uh, colored in. And then uh, you've got the Aurora, the Le Cinque Pubelle, which, look, people love that insert, the the Le Cinque Pubelle. I'm not a super fan. I I don't think it looks amazing. I wouldn't die over it. Uh, People pay ridiculous money for it because it is a rare insert. Um, I think the Aurora definitely looks better in my personal opinion. But once again, it all comes down to preference. This is the good thing with cards. Um, But yeah, we're just having it going through and and having a look and giving our opinions. Personally, I'm not a massive court Kings fan, but there are a lot of people out there that collect the court Kings set. So um, if you're looking for opportunity, you know, court Kings is definitely one and the wax prices on court Kings, We've seen last year what they're doing. So, you know, be mindful of that uh, if you're looking at maybe buying a sealed box and holding on to it. It could be a thing. Uh, but, yeah, just it's always good to have a look at the checklist and see, and especially when you're going to open a product, uh, having a look and, and sussing out the the autos and who's in it and so on. Uh, you've got the fresh paint ha- hair apparent here, the Lamello. You can see it. Uh, it's it's nice card. Uh, it's the horizontal version. That uh, looks good. Legacy portraits. Now, these ones here, I like them. I, I like the look of it. I think it's cool I like that
0: card. What, what you can see here is a, a KG. Uh, and the one thing about these cards, in person, not off of photos, in person I mean in terms of like you watch a break and they put it up to the camera and you can see the quality of the card. The cards look so much better than looking just at an image as well. Like you really do see the detail in the card, which is pretty cool. So go on source. Uh, obviously, we so, have a base set with parallel cards
1: in there. Yeah, base set. So the base set is uh, 67 cards on the base set. Um, there's the, the number to 149, number to 99, number to 99. Uh, number to 99, Atheist. Number to 99, Pink. The Violet number to 49. The, amethyst, the,
0: not Atheist. <laughs> the the number amethyst. to 99, Don't Believe Oops. in God. <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? <laughs> <laughs> Amethyst Amethyst Amethyst, Amethyst. Apologies. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah Oh, <laughs> oh well all right, so let's run back through the amethyst number to ninety nine, pink number to ninety nine. Why have they called it amethyst? Why isn't it a color like every other? You know, panini. Violet jade number twenty five, the sapphire number twenty five, and then the masterpiece card number to, to one. And then you got the rookie uh, set checklist. You got uh, you know, there's one hundred and thirty two cards in it. You got the the. Level one, level uh, two, level three, level four. We've showed that previously, and then here's the 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 brush strokes uh, checklist, which is one of the uh, the auto variants in there. That's a thirty card checklist. Um, You can go through and have a look at this article on cardboard connection. Uh, We'll even drop the article in the uh, description, Uh, so if you want to have have a have a sus, Um, yeah. Look, he's in every product. Let's be honest, Uh, he autographed. Um, There's Roy Hibbert's
0: sauce. Oh, shit, yeah. Who? <laughs> Roy Hibbert. He played for the Lakers, mate. You
1: should know who he is. I know yeah. who he is. He's, he's, you, he you, was get, he was good in his days in Indiana, could, hey, but the, the league Raleigh. went past him when he couldn't shoot an outside shot and he was slow as a dinosaur. You can get um, Pat
0: Riley in there as well. And Isaiah Fresh Thomas.
1: paint, autographs, checklist. Uh, all of these have variants. Go check them out. Go have a look. Uh, there's 45 cards in that one. Then there's, the, there's another era parent. I believe there's d- different variations. 45 cards in that one. The holding court signatures uh, checklist. There's 40, uh, 38 cards in that one. Uh, then there's 30 cards in the impressionist oh, no, like ink in set checklist. Cool. And then there's the legacy portraits set checklist, which is the ones I like. That's got 10 cards. You got Iverson, Barkley, uh, Kareem, Trey Young, Julius Irving, uh, Steph Curry. D-Wade, Kevin Garnett, John Morant, Shaquille O'Neal. I'll definitely be looking to maybe potentially pick up a Shaquille that's O'Neal sick. out of that that's set. A sick, I that's like, a sick set. I like that one. And then it keeps going on. Uh, there's the memorabilia, relics, uh checklist. Uh, there's, there's the Art Duinov novo, or whatever. Relics checklist. Nouveau. There you go, Doma. Why don't you just come in and, and actually read the word, while you let me stumble <laughs> here and got, and just. Best, you got the
0: best pronunciation in the in the hobby games, or in my opinion, <laughs> the, the
1: artistic. <laughs> what sort of what word is that? Nuovo. Nouveau. What does new that world? mean? Type it in Google. I've got to. I've got
0: to. I've got to make sure I don't get this wrong. So I, I will do it. Nouveau. Uh, new. It means new. It means new modern update. I'm Up gonna look li- it's actually new. I'm listening to Google t- speak it to resource. source. Novel, novel, uh, Novo. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway, absolute gibberish if you ask me. Uh, artistic endeavors, relics, so on, so on. It keeps going on. As you can see, anyone who's watching this on YouTube, it goes on and on and on. Um, it's an interesting one. Modern Strokes, ma- Maestro. Uh, these are familiar ones. Uh, dressed to Impress, La well. uh, Cinque Ballets, First Steps. There's a whole bunch of different uh, yeah, oh, inserts man. and sets uh, so within the Le within Cinque the Court cool King set. Zion
0: Williams. What about? Yeah, if people Ball? love
1: that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a big fan. I think there's cooler inserts out there that uh, have more aesthetic appeal than than that, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, what do I know? Uh, and once again, it comes down to personal preference. Correct. But it, it look, it's an interesting set. I think there's the autos in it are, are pretty good. Um, you know, it could yeah, be a little a bit better. They, they, I mean, they could put Giannis in there, and he might just never sign it. So that's probably why they've taken him out and, and stopped putting him in in, in some sets because he just doesn't sign cards. Um, but a lot of these are stickers. I believe, again, which is, you know, disappointing because some of the the numbered stuff from last year, um, the portraits, I know were on-card um, and we understand the whole situation around COVID um, and, you know, player exposure to people and whatever, but it, it, it's still disappointing that they're not finding a way to, to get these uh, products, which we, we know to have on-card autos, back to getting on-card autos. Um, we accept it, sort of accept, accepted it for the first few sets, but now, as we can see, it seems to be that the states is somewhat back to uh, normality uh, with full stadiums and, and whatnot. Uh, we want our um, you know products some back, somewhat back to normality. I'm not saying you know don't put stickers. I, I buy stickers. I, I'm not one of those people that shits on sticker autos. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because you know by doing stickers, you allow uh, the opportunity to get more Autos in products but I think um panini needs to focus on getting back to the on cards in the sets that we knew had on cards previously uh, if you get what I mean so um it'll be it'd be good if that's the case but yeah doma anything out of that out of that that you like uh in terms of the uh you know the little mini sets the Aurora the blank slate there's the blank slate oh. and the um the, the portrait uh, is is two that I like out of the set.
0: Yeah, I like... Where is it? So I can actually... Be, not that one. Not that one. Aurora I like. I, I do like the Aurora. The cards look good. So obviously we saw the Luke of the Don up the top. There was a preview of it. Um, just to impress, not really. I, I don't mind the Cinque Pubella. It's not the worst. Uh, but honestly, Legacy Portraits... Um, I like a lot. I really like the legacy portrait source.
1: There you uh, go. That's I what think. they look like, Thomas.
0: Uh, Nouveau. Just a little. It's a little patch. Yeah, oh, look. It's actually called a jersey, but anyway, it's it's called a
1: patch now, apparently. So, let's see what it says here. Um, this enclosed officially licensed material is not associated with any specific player, game, or event. So why you would go out and buy those Art Nuovo, move why yeah, you would go out and buy them? I have no idea. When the, the, the player itself, maybe the sec there's a Jar Morant, maybe that one's worth it because it might actually you know be associated with the player.
0: Is there any? Um, is there any? Uh, um, oh, that's from last leg- year.
1: That's actually from last year. So these are the new ones from this year. Is you know, there any is uh,
0: leg- legacy portrait signature card source? Be nice to actually bring up some of those. Uh, th- that'd be my favourite. Like as saw said, look, you got Barkley, AI, Trey Young, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Julius Irving, Steph Curry, D Wade, KG, Morant and Shaquille O'Neal. Some sick cards in there.
1: Here you there you go. go. There's a uh, Kareem. Kareem, what,
0: what's that? Got, what's that number two? What variant's that? Because obviously uh, uh, that's number to thirty-five. So just a, uh, a, a room. <coughs> Or a Jade. No, it's a Jade. Jade and Ruby. No, I'll chuck that no. on the watch list summer. Is, Is the Trey Young? Trey's obviously gonna go for a bit, man. We send that to Mars Sports Cards for Lukey. Why not? He loves Trey. I know it's not his uh there's
1: rookie. the KG. I want to see the uh they've got the um We want Shaq baby. Iverson, yeah. I'm just looking for a Shaq. D Wade, I'll chuck that in the in the watch list. Why not?
0: Yeah, mate. Why not, mate?
1: Can you never know good. what it's going to get up to. It's interesting. It's true. I mean, it's you a new set it, out, so. Ah, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's a redemption. So uh, he hasn't he hasn't signed his uh, his stuff. Come on, Shack Attack, get and buddy.
0: That's it. Easy. Beautiful. There you go. Well, that's the first one we've really gone in depth. We've been through a few in previous pods, but we we will definitely keep bringing it to you. It gives us a bit of content. There. Any
1: set that you want us to have a look at. I mean, we we try to look, have a look at um, more upcoming sets. We might put it out sets. to our,
0: We might even put it out to our uh, listeners and followers, to you, the family out there, and if really you might uh, just say, oh look at this checklist from this year and you know what we'll go and look at it and there's an article on here source just to add insult to injury to to me hottest Nikola Jokic rookie cards what's the first one Prism <laughs> of course it is guess who had it me guess who <laughs> yes, sold it, it. me <laughs> oh well shit happens all right shit moving on to- anyway Moving on, just quickly, uh, I know we don't really go into the space of NFTs, but technically we do when we talk about blockchain, boys, because it's a mixture. It's a bit of a hybrid in our segments. But I came across an article on the Knight's Lands on Panini's website, and it was about, for a limited time, people like Saucy uses this, but people that are on the NBA Dunk digital trading card application, Um. Anyone that uses it at the moment has a rare opportunity to collect the biggest moments from the end of 2020-2021 regular season as well as some of uh, the instantly iconic moments from the first round of the NBA playoffs with Panini Instant Digital Cards. New cards are released daily but are available in the app for just one week, so make sure to complete your sets now. Adding to the Instant Intrigue, Panini Instant Cards now include a massive con- contest contest bonuses. Base instant cards include a 3X, whatever, blah, blah. Green instance, which are 500 or less. Black, which are 50 or less. Instant signatures limited to 25. So source that there's a few things that like wording and stuff is very, very important when um, when reading articles and using words such as um, moments in there as well and num- being numbered is very, There's very, very,
1: that top shot. <laughs> top yeah, shots. It's very,
0: it actually is very important wording when you look at it. So, uh, if no one's on it, no one's on it. Source and I have dabbled in it. You know what? It's free to play. You just sit there, you open it, your daily packs, you have a laugh, you get some numbered cards, and you're laughing. And who knows, in 50 years' time, you might be trying to collect the <laughs> NBA dunk card and people paying crazy prices for it, like they did what top shot was. Anyway. So that's it on that. I just thought I'd just bring people's attention. If you're not on there and you want virtual cards as well as uh, physical cards, uh, NBA Dunk App. Now, sauce. The last thing I want to touch on before we get into saucy, Smokey and wrap up the show for tonight um, was I, during the week uh, I was watching a lot of a, a lot of pool wax content. I'm just catching up on it, obviously, because we're in lockdown. So go through, catch up on pool wax and the crossover and. LTB and just doing all that stuff. And I came across a video when um, the pull Wax crew, Michael Vinacor, and uh, Cahoon, is it Cahoon? I think it's Cahoon, pretty sure. Apologies if I've got whoever was with him wrong. Uh, went down to Tampa and there was a show down in Tampa and it just made me think, source, once this whole lockdown situation ends and bringing it back to Malvern when we were there earlier in the year. And obviously it wasn't what we we expected it to be because it wasn't, um, I don't know, offering people what they really wanted in terms of like the, the genre of the hobby that people were interested in. But small show source, do you think, in opinion, yeah, it, it's an opinion. It's how you feel. I just put the question out there to you, to anyone that listens to this, feel free to DM us and discuss with us. Uh, but do you think small shows source here in Australia, where it being Victoria, uh, are a must? I'm not talking like hobby hangout stuff because that's, I, I consider that a large scale show what Andrew puts on there and he does a fantastic job. I'm talking about some small shows, hall shows potentially, uh, booking out a conference room uh, at a venue that's big enough to hold uh, trestle tables, and people can just buy in, put their cards down, show their their collection, as well as buy uh, stuff. So what's your thoughts on it? It's probably on NBA Dunk, (laughs) collecting the moments.
1: Yeah, look, uh, the NBA dunk thing. I think it's something that we mentioned a while back, and you know, if you listen to LTB, you would have uh, obviously heard um, Mount Rushmore Sports Cards yeah. talking about this. And you know, it's free. Like you, you don't it doesn't cost you anything to play. So you know why not? And if it turns into something, hey, you were one of the first people to use the app, and you get rewarded. So uh, for me, it was just a no brainer. It's free, so it costs you no money. Um, if you don't want to pay for it, so which is great. Uh, it's it's brilliant. Uh, if you've got a young kid or someone, uh, definitely get them involved in it. it. It's a good way for people for for kids to open packs and get their cards and things like that. It's it's cool. It's a cool little app. They do need to improve it, but um, yeah, it, it, go for it. Go for it. Um, on the other note, um, about small shows, I I think this is a must. I think this is a, something that in Australia needs to be uh, on the radar of people uh, organizing. Uh, that we have these smaller events um you know whether it be a, a conference room as you said domer uh, whether it be a, a gym hall uh, whether it be a town hall something of this nature where it's potentially you know the possibility for a maximum of 50 tables um or whatever and and go down there and and you know, set it up because these give people uh, a lower price point to enter the market if they want to set up a table. Uh, we've seen it at the Melbourne uh, Town Hall show, in the Melbourne card Trading Card Show, uh, to set up a table for $60. Uh, to set up a table at um, Hobby Hangout was 150 but Hobby Hangout was a bit more, as you said, Domar, it was well, very well organized, uh, very well run by the organizers, uh, so we can understand the, the sort of, there was entertainment and other things there that was uh, other than just the um, people, um, you know, buying and selling cards. Whereas if you're just in a hall or a gymnasium or a, uh, a, a conference area, um, it would just be mainly, you know, uh, buying, selling and, and trading. Um, and I think this is a place that uh, we need to get to in this country where there's possibly, you know, say in Melbourne, if, if there's a massive following here that you know there's a show every six weeks um i w- I would be saying you know six to eight weeks there every six to eight weeks there should be a show um we know like in america it, the market's massive and we get that it's much different to, to down here but they've got shows pretty much every week right pretty much every week um now whether that's in your uh, area say if you live in you know um New York area around there, whether there's shows every week there, I don't think there is, but I do know it regularly every few weeks there is a show around the parts um, around your area, especially if, there's, if it's a bigger collected area, California and things like that. Um, but I think that's where we need to get to. Uh, and, you know, there are some guys out there that organise some shows now and I think it's just a matter of finding that network of people that's going to, be setting up consistently and then building upon that because there was many people that came down to the Melbourne town hall or the Melbourne town hall, sorry, and that show that we, that we went to Doma here in Melbourne and they were disappointed with the uh, range of um, cards that was there, you know, a lot of AFL um, sort of what we've grown to know, but uh, the card market down here has evolved since then. There's some, you know, very avid um, basketball collectors, um, soccer, and uh nfl even so and and baseball there's you know there's guys down here that are also you know buy into baseball especially uh if you're one of the people that doesn't want to pay overs for boxes baseball is one of the sports where the boxes are still very 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 reasonably priced so um you know you can open stuff at at, at, at good prices so um you know that attracts people um so i th- i think it's something that we need to get towards and, and work towards uh it's not going to come overnight uh the hobby hangout was a great step i think the hobby hangout can be like essentially be like the um the the, the one of the main shows th- that travels the country and then uh, in between that there, there needs to be some you know smaller shows and um I think there's definitely a market for someone to start organising or or, or trying to set up a a show in Sydney especially. We've seen how big and how successful Hobby Hangout uh, did. But uh, the way this is looking, you know, Hobby Hangout won't be back to Sydney until probably next year, Um, you know, uh, unless they do one later in the year. We don't know. Uh, So in the meantime, they've got all this time that someone could be, you know, potentially looking to get a hall, looking to get a conference area and setting up a – another show uh, in that area. Um, so And there's, and there's heaps
0: you can do with it, source as well, but of benefit. And that's one thing that I noticed while watching that pool, pool acts like vlog, but it was a Dallas card show or Tampa Bay with Dallas is obviously the hobby hangout version for us, not as big, but it's technically I'm saying it's the big show that we have at the moment is the hobby hangout. But The networking and the friends that they're making within their state or different states, like hobby hangouts more like interstate type of stuff and you'll meet people from interstate traveling in and getting to meet people from Sydney and Queensland and all that, uh, Perth. But at your locals, it is so good to network with these people and not know them just as a, a username on social media, not even knowing who the person is be able to do trades live, actually build a relationship with these people. So going forward, like people always look in the hobby, we look out for each other anyway, but you need know, you to know the person. They get to know what you're interested in your PC. So if they come across things, they'll send it to you. Even trade nights, you just even get together, have a, have a chat just about the hobby as well as showing off your collections and buying off of each other and just everything. It's, it's a good way. And I know a lot of people have mentioned obviously, mental health and how the hobby has helped them so much. What's a better way than to actually meet new people as well, Source, and actually share your love for the hobby with other people that have like-minded interests as you So I think it is definitely something. Uh, it's a great networking tool, a great content-creating tool as well for people out there that are in that space. Uh, it's just all-around fun. Uh, I, I think it's something that shouldn't just be killed off because. It's a small thing, and it's like small things don't have impact, but that mentality. But I think small things will have impact in this space. Obviously, COVID-free. Yeah, and they will have impact state. if
1: there's able to get some consistency to them, Doma. Um, you know, I think that's maybe my my go. I did get the bloke's number from the um, Melbourne tra- uh, Trading Card Fair, the one that we went to. Um, so maybe I might have to give him a call this week and see how he is and and potentials of you know what's to go with uh, setting up a, another one and and um, maybe we can help him connect with some people that would be interested in buying a table at sixty dollars because that's very that's very reasonable that's a very reasonable price uh, you can make that back on one sale um, and you know that will give more people an opportunity to come down there and set up a table and uh, get some some other cards that are there that, that that's just uh, better and bigger than. Um, just AFL, um, done. And, yeah, Sounds good.
0: Well, it's just one of those things. It'd be good if you can send through your thoughts and uh, let us know how your feelings around it. We might even put something out in our story as well, just to
1: engage your your feedback.
0: All right, Sauce. Last segment of the show, uh, Saucy Smoky. What have you got,
1: Saucy Smoky? This week, uh, the Smoky that I'm giving is um here we go let's 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 just bring it up we're gonna bring it up so the smoking i'm giving is not a card but just a a guy shaquille o'neal his cards they got a massive run up um they've now cooled off a lot a heap uh we're seeing cards here look obviously this is monthly change and then i've uh put it in order of the most percentage uh, you've got here a the trade card, PSA 10, uh, is down 53%. The gold raw card, down 51%. The beam team, uh, Gary V's favorite card, PSA 9, down 47%. Uh, you've got the, the base, uh, PSA 10, down 38%. Uh, you've got the gold, PSA 9, now down back below 300, which is a very, very good price. Uh, it topped up at around, topped at Doma just under 1400 just about 1400 just under 1400 it's now back down to $300 far out so i think ladies and gents like this is a time you know it wasn't really they weren't really back at this price until last year um the start of the last uh, the start of the year or around december they were sort of around the $200 mark now they're back selling for just under 300 I think this is a good time to potentially, you know, go in there and get yourself a piece of Shaquille O'Neal. So for that, you do your research. I'm not going to go in there and tell you what card to get. There's a few that I've got. I've got a PSA 10 in the uh, Shaquille O'Neal and the ho- hoops. Oh, I'm glad to see that finally uh, the Shaquille O'Neal 1992 hoops card uh, has made it onto card ladder because uh, I uh, I nominated that and uh, put it in the uh, uh I, I, I uh, submitted it as an option so people had to upvote it. I'm glad that people eventually did upvote it and it got loaded on there because uh, it baffled me the fact that uh, Zion Williamson's uh, rookie card, NBA Hoops, was on their PSA 10, and Shaquille O'Neal's wasn't. So uh, props to the, the card ladder team for, for getting that one done. Um, so happy to see it on there. And I bought this, funny enough, for around $125, Doma, and now it's back down to selling for 130 So I'm more than comfortable to go out and say, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is an amazing buyer at this current point in time. You know, let's just we not remember with, yeah. this guy has won two finals MVPs, a, a season MVP, a four championships. Um, he's done it all. And yeah. if the bloke could hit free throws, he probably would have been top three scoring all time.
0: Probably. Good good shout there, 100%. Now, like Saul said, do your research into what you like. Uh, There is an article on Cardboard Connection as well. If you want to go look at that, give you some good uh, tips. We also went through on a lockdown lounge. It it would be titled Shaq Rookies. Uh, We went really in-depth on this, but Source is giving this a play because, honestly, it's good to be true at the moment because Cards are pretty much getting back to its uh, low point Six months lows, there. they're
1: getting back to this what they were six months ago, December, November last year, where it was a massive buying period, massive, where the market was down, then we've seen the market rise up. To where it did over, over March, uh, April. You- and now it's back down you- to those points. So, you know, I was confident, I was buying all these cards then, so now I'm I'm, I'm confident again. Like, you know, these cards are back be- down, they're back down to a level that I'm uh, comfortable uh, pulling the trigger. You know, this is the one that I'll be looking at trying to get next. Uh, probably a PSA 9 because the PSA 10 just you know, re- super expensive. I mean, the PSA 10 was once selling for six, uh thousand now it's down to you know two and a half thousand which is still good but the the psa 9 which was uh previously selling for around the hundred dollar mark and went up to as high as 430 is back now down to 130 120 so it's only you know it's only twenty dollars above uh what i previously was going to buy it for anyway i just didn't happen to snag one up at the time um so now it's back down to those levels you have a look at this graph as you'll see uh how the movements on it it's interesting you know Back down to around 100, move up, rise up 300, 200, 250, back, back, back down uh, around to 100 mark just uh, around Christmas time, November, Christmas time, uh, when people will have. No money for cards and plenty of money for Christmas gifts. Uh, so the car market usually takes a dip. This is, you know, I've only been I've only been doing this, and I'm I'm going on the record saying, you know, I've only been doing this for two two and a half years. But in those two and a half years, I've noticed two periods over Christmas where the mark re- market really dies off. So anyone out there, if you're listening to this, I'd be accumulating funds, accumulating stuff because come. You know, I think there's going to be a bit of another a market rise potentially, but come Christmas time around this year, it's it's you know, it could be another buying opportunity. Now, I'm not saying that right now isn't a buying opportunity, I think it is. There's a lot of people out there not knowing whether we've hit the bottom of the market. I'm I'm at the view of I'm not gonna be out there and say, Oh, this is the bottom because no one ever knows the bottom. But I am out I'm out here saying I'm comfortable buying at these levels because uh, from where the cards were, they're back to the levels where I thought they were too cheap back in December last year, and I was buying a, a hell of a lot then. Uh stopped buying over that period. Sold quite a few cards, uh, stuff that I'd bought for a lot cheaper. Uh, obviously, securing those profits and then using that money to to buy some other stuff. But um, now it, it's at that point where you know you you've got to seriously look and 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 if you're really believe in cards and believe in card collecting uh, and it's longevity, if you aren't buying cards now, it's, um, I'm sort of, don't know what you're doing because this, you know, with the old motto, buy low, sell high, well, this is the perfect opportunity for you to do that. So, uh, ladies and gents. I've, I uh, even
0: went out there because source, obviously, as I said, tried to, he was telling me buy the tops shack rookie uh, a while ago and I didn't listen to him and it got to really high levels but I, I'm buying the card. Sometimes I don't buy the slab. I buy the card. I like it when it is slab because it is protected. So I went and bought an SGC eight point five source for twenty-two bucks. Twenty-two bucks. I got a Shaq rookie. So
1: I'm not Yeah, well, th- and this is what I'm saying. There's people out there, yeah, There's people out there paying literally 20 bucks for a you know, some Zion variant rookie, NBA premium hoops uh rookie card um when you can go buy a shack um i am not shitting on zion i love zion i think he's going to be a beast but you know when you compare the two and what they've accomplished it just doesn't make sense that now the shacks are selling for nearly the same price again which is what we've seen it was what i pointed out to people you know the modern guys shouldn't be selling for the same price as the guys who have gone there and done it and Shaq is one of those guys who has gone there and done it so um i it's it's a great opportunity i uh, i'm, I'm I've, and even for Kobe's, I already bought one Kobe uh, for the PC. Domar picked up the the upper deck hot prospects card, um, the rookie card, and and you know, and that came down a heap. So go out there and look for those bargains. Go out there and look for those bargains. Easy.
0: All right, sauce done, dusted, mate. Good stuff. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. I know we clashed with uh, state of origin, so we may have lost a few uh, viewers along the way thank you for your comments your support as well is always much appreciated uh feel free to share it as we always say as we do have the promo at the end but feel free free to share it to people that may be interested in this podcast our youtube channel and just uh put the love and share the love out there because as you know we will do the same for yourselves all right source. it's been dom and the great man sauce keep living loving and breathing sport it's double coverage and peace
1: Peace out, ladies and gents. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots, double curve.